great introduction. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Psalms chapter 144. And uh, I tell you what I do appreciate about the man of God is he loves his people enough to warn us. And I appreciate that. And uh, absolutely. I enjoyed the trip. I thank the Lord for our young people. And uh, I appreciate them and uh, enjoy being around them. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity every year to get to go. And I thank the Lord for that. And uh, you pray for me. I'll be headed out in the morning. And uh, we'll be headed to South Carolina to preach for three days there. Uh, they're in Goose Creek, South Carolina, getting close down to Charleston there. And uh, we'll be there for three days and then head back on Thursday and then start back on the house on Friday as far as me getting to be able to help and uh, pray that the Lord would help us. My goal uh, is to be in the house about the 1st of October if the Lord would help us to do that. And uh, we live in the rainforest, but uh, maybe the Lord will help us to, uh, to get in there anyway. And uh, like I said, I don't want to get uh, complaining about that. But anyway, you pray that the Lord would put things together. And, and uh, so far, I want to thank him for all of the safety of everybody that has worked with us and helped us. And, and he's kept us from falling off the roof and all of that stuff. And, and uh, I am grateful for that and appreciate the Lord helping us tonight. Familiar passage of scripture. I actually want to take a word and then we're going to go through different about five passages of scripture tonight. The Bible said in verse 15, Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. I want to take that word happy, look in five different places that it is mentioned, and preach on how to maintain happiness in our life. Now, one of the things, and the pastor preaches out a lot, uh, as he sees it as I do as well, that it seems like the average place you go, that people have no joy. They have no happiness. And can I say that we ought to possess happiness tonight? Uh, there's a few things that we ought to be reminded of. I'd say, number one, because he lifted us. Uh, David said, I was in a horrible pit. But thank God I'm not there anymore. Amen. He lifted me up out of the muck and mire of sin. As one fellow said, he took me out of the mire and he put me in the choir. Thank God we ought to be happy because we're not where we used to be. Amen. We don't ever have to worry about uh, getting drunk, uh, having a hangover, and not know where we've been. Uh, we can enjoy a service and hallelujah, shout it out, and get up the next morning and remember it and rejoice again of what happened the night before. Amen. We ought to be happy because he... He lifted us. We ought to be happy tonight because He loves us. Amen. He loves us in spite of us. Uh, Hayden said, if you would have known Him. You know what? That's every one of us. I'm glad that He loved me in spite of me. What's amazing is He knew how sorry Rod would be, but He saved us anyway. I'm glad, thank God, that He loves me uh, in spite of my faults and my failures. He knew how inconsistent 
that I would be. He said, but I love him anyhow and I'm going to save him anyway. He knew how many times I would fall down and have to get up and ask him to forgive me. But he said, I'm going to save him anyway because I love him. I'm glad, thank God, that our love he has for us is unconditional. I'm glad I don't have to try to gain the favor of the Lord. He loves me as much tonight as he did before he saved me. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that he loves me. We ought to be happy because we know the Lord loves us tonight. Amen. There's times we fail him and we wonder if he loves us like he did before. And I'm glad he does tonight. He doesn't condone sin or no. But thank God he loves me in spite of me. Amen. I'd say, number three, that he leads us. I'm glad when he saved me, he didn't say to me, now you get to heaven the best way you can. But I'm glad that unseen hand has went before me uh, for 46 years of uh, walking with me and watching over me and, and protecting me. I'm glad, thank God, uh, some have to go through the water and some through the flood and some through the fire. But thank God, all through the blood, I'm glad God leads his uh, dear children along uh, uh, down through the years of 40-some years of, of being saved. Uh, I've walked up to mountains. Uh, I've crossed down through the valley. But thank God, I never had to do it alone. I'm glad he went ahead of me. He's been, hey, hey, wherever you are tonight, he's already been there before you. He's already walked away. Some of you tonight, you have feelings of rejection. He knows what that's like. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad he leads us along. Hallelujah. Amen. First of all, tonight, in John chapter 13, verse 17, he said, happy is the man that practices the word of God. He said, happy is the man if you do these things uh, that I have spoken. Now, uh, real simple tonight, but you know what? Number one, we ought to examine the word of God daily. Uh, examine the word of God daily. Uh, we preach it to you all the time that you've got to read your Bible every day. And you know what I run into? And Brother Bradley, you may have run into this. I have preached for preachers who told me that they don't read their Bible every day. And I don't understand that. Brother Casey, we have to take time somewhere in the day to get in that Word of God. You need to read it. If you hadn't read it, then don't you turn on a television. You get in that book. Don't you turn on a computer. You get in that book. Don't you grab another book and read it. You get in that book. Amen and amen. It needs to be examined daily. Uh, when I uh, uh, went to, uh, when I used to work a public job, you know what I did? I'd get up enough to read two chapters. I'd go to work, and when I came back, I'd get back in the book uh, before I went and done anything else and finish my reading because that is the lifeline uh, of a child of God. And thank. God, if you want to be a happy Christian, you need to be in your Bible. Uh, some people hadn't figured that out yet, and they wonder why they have no joy. You've got to be in the Scriptures. Amen. Amen. Not only you've got to examine them, but you've got to exercise them. You've got to obey. 
Now here, we might get just a little deep here for a little bit. You know, it's amazing to me that people that don't pay attention to preaching, they just ignore it like the preacher is just bumping his gums for nothing. Are you hearing me? Amen. So why don't we just obey? When he preached on faithfulness, why do we lay out on a Wednesday night? Say amen right there. Right, if you're working, you're sick, I understand all that. But if you're just at the house, I don't understand all that. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, if you are not tithing, why aren't you tithing? We know that we're supposed to tithe. You know, we ought to exercise uh, the scriptures. Uh, amen. God didn't write a book uh, uh, just for us to ignore it. He wrote a book uh, for us to try by the help of God uh, to obey. The word of God. Amen. He said, I uphold my word above my name, and God Almighty expects you and I to try to honor His word. Amen. Some people say, Ain't nobody tell me what to do. I'd like to see you tell the Lord that at this judgment seat. I know you wrote your word, but there ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. I tell you what's going to happen. You're going to fall down on your knees in the presence of a mighty God and you're going to wish to God you would have obeyed. I tell you, I'm as far as from perfect as I can be. But I tell you what happened when it got saved. He put a desire in my heart to get up every morning and try to please him. I fail him, but there's a desire down deep in my heart that I want to honor him. I want to, I want to please him. There's something inside of me that wants to obey the word of God that when I do something wrong there's somebody inside of me I said you better stop that boy you don't need to think about that boy you don't need to watch that boy you don't need to listen to that there's somebody that lives inside of me and I tell you if you want to be happy you've got to try to follow what God says amen amen we need to follow his word I'll tell you why majority of Christians are not happy. They live their own lives. They ignore this book. He, he wrote us a book, Brother Jason. You know, there's more than just Ten Commandments. There's over 600 in the Bible. Them Baptists. You know, it's amazing to me. And I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. But it's amazing to me. The people who leave a church like this and go find a more liberal one, they say... I have my freedom now. The preacher never did bind you. If you were under bondage, that's yourself. <laughs> I could go get a beer tonight if I want to. But I don't want to. Hallelujah. Thank God I dress the way I do because I want to. Amen. I don't watch what I don't want to watch because I don't want to. Amen. I'm glad, hallelujah, I'm not bound tonight. I'm as free as a bird, amen. I enjoy, I enjoy a living for Jesus. I enjoy a walking with God. I thank God for a King James Bible. I thank God for a man of God that will preach to me, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For old time, word of God preaching, amen. If you want to be happy, you got to practice the word. Can I say number two? In the book of Acts, he said if you want to be happy, then be a public witness. You know what he said to King Agrippa? 
Paul said, I think myself happy. I think, number one, because he had a clean slate. He said, I'm willing to answer for myself. You see, you can never, you can never witness to the public unless you're a public witness. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to tell someone about Jesus when you've been talking to them about dirty jokes. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard to go to that neighbor and invite him to revival when they've seen you get mad and throw four, 14 things out there in the yard and slam the door and scream and holler at your wife. Say amen right there. You see what I'm saying? Uh, we have to have a clean slate. And I believe, Brother Thomas, what he's saying, and we know none of us are perfect tonight, but you know what Paul's saying? The things that they're accusing me of, I, I can answer for myself. I heard an old black preacher man say, he said, he said a lie will go around the world and come back before truth can ever get his shoes on. Amen. But you know what? Uh, truth will prevail, thank God. And you know what he said? He said, if you have a clean slate, uh, he said, you know what? It'll make you happy. But number two, I believe he was saying I was happy because he got to confess the Savior. He got to tell him about Jesus. You know what? We all fell in that area. And I'm telling you, we would have a happier life if we told more people about Jesus. Asked the Lord about a month ago. I said, Lord, would you help me? Would you help me be more soul conscious? And Brother David, I made an effort. You got to make an effort. Brother David, you got to make an effort. And I made an effort uh, to witness more. And that week, I witnessed more than I normally do. And you know what? I was happier than I normally am. Because it will produce happiness in your life. Every one of us tonight ought to leave here with a goal of being more of a witness than we are. More of a witness on the job. More of a witness in your neighborhood. More of a witness to your family. That is something tonight every one of us can approve of. You know what's amazing? We don't mind... Uh, some of us don't mind putting money in for the missionary but we don't go and tell anybody ourselves it's good you put money to help the others go and brother Josh he'll go but it's also good for you to go amen some of you can't go on visitation no more your body won't let you but you can pray for us that do but you know what you can talk to the people that you see, someone was talking about uh, Brother Crumpton said he never met a person that he didn't witness to. Every person he saw, no matter where he went, he gave out a gospel tract everywhere he went. I'm going to have to say, I don't do that. God help us to do that. You know what it'll do? It'll make you more happy. So not only to practice the word of God, but number two, to be a public witness. Then can I say number three, Romans chapter 14, he said to have a pure conscience. Now, there's two kinds of conscience that you can have. Number one, you can have a doubtful conscience. He said a man is happy that don't condemn himself in the thing which he alloweth. Now, years ago, I was preaching for a fella that he doesn't go out and eat on Sunday. And I'm not making fun of that. I, I respect people that got a better standard than I do. Amen. Yes, and, uh, and so they, they didn't go out and eat on Sunday. 
And I forgot that. And I pulled in a store. <laughs> and he was sliding down <laughs> in his seat. And honestly, I didn't do it on purpose. I had forgot about it. And I looked over there and I said, what are you doing? He said, man, I preach in this town. You ought not to be going to the store and out to eat on Sunday. And here you are, got me at the store. I said, well, man, I'm sorry. I forgot about it. I wouldn't have done it on purpose. I don't think so. But anyway, uh, so, <laughs> but I thought about that sometimes we condemn ourselves. But here's what I thought was funny. Somebody else had stopped. I believe Dad did. And he stopped and he got some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Boy, you got to have that on Sunday. Amen. And so, you know what? <laughs> the preacher wouldn't stop and get it himself, but he sure ate some what we got. Amen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I kind of thought that's a little funny too. But anyway, one fellow said that some people have a conviction not to go out and eat on Sunday. And he said, I have a conviction at least to eat on Sunday. Amen. But the truth of the matter is, you have a pure conscience. Amen. Of not condemning yourself. That which you allow. Listen, you need to get convictions of your own. Until you do, it's good to follow the man of God and your parents. Amen. But you need to get some of your own. There needs to be a day that you believe what you believe because God spoke through to you through his word. You see, I never have had a problem going out to eat on Sunday. I was not raised that way. The church I was raised in, we went out to eat on Sunday, never thought twice about it. But if I was at a man's home, praise God, I'd eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before I would offend that man. Amen. So the pure conscience is a man that don't condemn himself in that which he alloweth. Some people have television, some people don't. I respect those that don't. That's wonderful. But don't condemn yourself. And that's another thing. I've heard preachers get up and preach against having one, and that's fine. But then they'll go to some member's home and watch a ball game. And, and I don't know what to think about that. Amen. I, or they'll go to a motel and watch it. Well, I, don't, don't, don't condemn yourself in that which you allow. It's a happy man that has a pure conscience tonight. It's a happy man, amen, that don't condemn himself. But I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Uh, today, as far as talking about television, uh, there's nothing really to watch. I've probably seen an hour in about three months, amen. I don't have time for it, to be honest with you. And there's really nothing really uh, worth watching anymore. Uh, I guess you can get that old TV land or whatever and watch old Andy and some of them old black and white shows. But the truth of the matter is, don't listen. He said, have a pure conscience, amen. Uh, thank God. I'm glad I can go to sleep at night and believe in my convictions and know that God gave them to me and I'm not trying to do it to please a man, but I'm doing it because God said so, amen. Amen. There was a fella that I was around a week ago or so, and uh, he was wearing shorts, and, and there's another man, and he asked him, he said, y'all don't wear them? And that fella said, no, we, we don't wear them. You know what? I'm not ashamed of my convictions. Of course, y'all would hate to see me in a pair of shorts anyway, say amen right there. And I'd hate to see some of you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, them old bony knees. But anyhow, uh, the, the truth of the matter is, I don't bow my head because I'm different. You know what? Thank God. We need some more people to be different. 
I went to a youth meeting about a month ago. I was preaching in another state. And it was uh, uh, people come from all other uh, churches. And, and I'm not talking about visitors. It was church members that come in wearing shorts and things. That's the norm today. Whatever happened, uh, <laughs> Joe, the young man who come from Ohio to help me last week, a week before last, <laughs> he saw all y'all in suits. <clears throat> and you know what he said? He said, that must be the culture down here. And because up north, I said, no. I said, I said you know what it is? We're just trying to dress our best for Jesus. That's all. You know, we're not trying to please anybody. Uh, we don't have standards. You know why some young people have left here and went and chunked everything? Because it was not in their own heart and it never got down inside of them. Amen. You need to get it down inside of you that you want to honor God, have some conviction of your own, uh, and glorify God by the way you live. Amen. Amen. That you have a pure conscience. That you need to get some of your own. You need to start praying now, you young men. That God will give you convictions and standards. You know what I thank God for? And I'm not boasting tonight. But I still have what I started out with. 46 years ago. You know why, little Eddie? Because I had a preacher who preached to me. He preached to me. Matter of fact, my pastor even paddled me. What about that? And if dad would have known it, he'd have given me another one. Amen. But I went on vacation with the pastor's family. We were very close. My mother had passed away, and me and my sister, we rode a little bicycles over there. And, and so we spent a lot of time around my pastor, and, and I appreciate them. Boy, they helped me. Miss William was like a little, like a mama to me. And uh, I appreciate them. But I, I remember we, you know how it is on them long trips. We were in the back of a station wagon. And I got to aggravating everybody, you, not me. But uh, anyway, and uh, he, he whooped all of us. He, he whipped all of his children and me too, amen. Uh, that's just the way that my pastor was. But I thank God for that. I thank God he put some things in my heart. I'm glad he stood up and said, here's what God said. And you need to do it, praise God. He didn't give you any opportunity not to like it. He said, this is the way that it is. And walk you in it, amen. Hallelujah for a preacher. One of these days you're going to thank God when you leave this place. When you get grown and married, you're going to say hallelujah for a man of God who instructed me and my teachers and my parents who loved me enough to tell me how to live and how to walk with God. One of these days, hallelujah, you're going to thank God for it. Amen. Lord, I remember after Dad got saved, he had family altar every night. Every night. Every night. Every night. You know what that did in my life? That established family order in my life every night. Even though I'm in revival, if I'm home with Patty, we have family order every night. Every night. We have been married 32 years, and we've read the Bible through three times by just reading a chapter a night for family order. And the years that I wasn't there, it had been another one by reading just a chapter a night. You know why? Because it got established in my home. You're going to thank God for it one of these days. Uh, we see to practice the word, to be a public witness, to have a pure conscience. James chapter 5 said, Happy is the man who perseveres. 
You know what he said? He said, I'm going to give you Job as an example. Job was a man of patience. That is something I don't have a whole lot of. That's probably why the Lord has put me on the road and not pastoring. I'm afraid I don't really have the patience for it. I'm serious. I'd vote out my own self. I mean, I wouldn't have anybody there because I just don't have the patience. I, I, I really don't. I remember my pastor in, in North Carolina, Brother Steve, many years ago, and there's a woman who is running her mouth about him, and I said, y'all, I'll throw her hide out tomorrow. Praise God, I'll throw her out in the morning. And he said, it'll be all right. You just be good and quiet. Amen. And he said, the Lord will take care of things. And he did. About a month later, they left, amen, with her mouth and all. Hallelujah. But anyway, uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, you see, I don't. But you know what he said? He said, Job was a patient man. And he said that we can see him as an example. Happy is the man that has an example of patience in his life. Then he said, happy is the man who endures. You know what's going to happen one of these days, Brother Danny? That trumpet's going to sound. And we're going to get to go home. You know what's going to be? You're going to be happy that you stayed with it. You're going to be happy that you've endured. My dad's talked about many times of falling down. One of these days, when he reached the other side, he's going to be happy that he got back up and dusted himself off and he kept a marching on. You know what? You're going to be a happy camper if you will endure Brother Brady said, happy is the man that will endure. I'm glad, thank God, one of his days, uh, the old ship of Zion's going to land on the other side. And hallelujah, we're going to be glad that we stayed with the old time way. We're going to be glad that we didn't leave. We're going to be glad that we stayed where God is, where there's Shamna and a King James Bible. We're going to be glad that we stayed I thank God with conviction. We're going to be glad that we hung in there. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of people. They've left what they used to be. They're not going to be glad when they get home. Because the way we are, it's the right way. Oh, yes. Some of y'all may wonder. Some of you young people may wonder. I'm telling you now, it's the right way. <laughs> we are in the right way. He said, happy is the man who will persevere. <laughs> you know, I thank God for those saints of God, Brother Keith, that they just keep going. They just keep going, Brother Chris. Through the valleys, through the troubles, I think of Brother Charles and the struggles of coming. I appreciate a man or a woman that'll struggle to get to the house of God but have a desire down in their heart to be where God is. Isn't there just something about being in the presence of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. There's just something about being in church. Amen. I pray that I never lose that desire of being in the house of the Lord. Then he said, happy is the man who will see the end of the Lord. You know what he said? <laughs> you see, the end of Job's life, the end of that trial was much better than the beginning. Amen. Uh, thank God you know what, the Lord, he will, he will take care of things. He always does it right. He always does it well. We don't understand sometimes, Brother David, what God's doing. But the end of it will be better than the beginning. 
the end of the Lord. And then lastly, and I'm done, not only those who persevere, but the fifth time, and he mentions it, is in 1 Peter chapter 3, and he talks about persecution. Happy is the man that will suffer righteousness for, or suffer persecution for righteousness' sake. You know, I'll be honest with you. There's nobody in here that really has been persecuted much. About the most we've ever had is someone tell us, no, they don't want one of our gospel tracks. That's about the truth of it. Get that out of my face. Oh, boy, we come back. Boy, you can't believe what they told me. God, help us. <laughs> we really have not been persecuted. I think they're going to tighten the screws on us pretty soon. The longer this thing goes. We sure need to pray for another Republican president. Amen. As one fellow said, you're not supposed to tell them who to vote for. So I say vote for the Republican of your choice. Amen. But the truth of the matter is that uh, God help us. Amen. It may, it may come. Are you going to be able to stand? Are you going to be able to stand? He said, happy is the man that suffered for righteousness' sake. You know, they say, and I don't know how true it is, but they say in other countries that people are still dying for their belief. What about that? I wonder if we're to that stage, Brother Daniel, that we would be willing to die for what we have. I'm reminded of reading the Fox's Book of Martyrs and these three fellas, they said to the, each other, said, whoever goes first, you clap three times and let us know that you can, you can handle the fire. And Brother Blake, the first one was being burned and nothing happened. And so them other two boys, they were getting nervous and getting discouraged because, man, they're getting ready to get burned at the stake for confessing Christ. He said, all of a sudden, the skin had already melted off the bones, but them old bones clapped three times. <laughs> he said, boys, it's all right. We can handle it. Amen. You know what I believe? I believe the Lord unplugs them from this life and plugs them up to another life. They're already hearing another song. They, they're not feeling any pain. They've done decided, hallelujah, that they're going to stand for Jesus. Happy is the man. Now, sometimes we create our own problems and we want to say, oh, I'm going through it. And sometimes we've created our own issues. How to maintain happiness tonight. Number one, practice the word of God. Number two, be a public witness. He said that we are to follow him. Then we're to persevere. And then we're to suffer persecution. Amen. And then he said, happy is the man who has a pure conscience. Let's stand if you would tonight. Let the Lord help us tonight. He laid this on my heart this afternoon. There's some folks not happy here tonight. <clears throat> you need to ask yourself, are you practicing the word of God? Are you in God's wonderful book, Divine? You need to ask yourself, are you a public witness? Ask yourself tonight, are you persevering? Are you discouraged and depressed tonight? <clears throat> Won't you come talk to the Lord? As Brother David sings, would you let the Lord help you tonight as we sing? <clears throat>